Welcome to episode 215 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are looking at Season 9, Episode 12, Underneath. The original air date was March 31st, 2002. The average IMDb user score is 7.2 out of 10. And the action primarily takes place in New York State. We start with a pre-credits teaser, which is 13 years ago, back when Doggett was a member of the New York Police Department. And he and his partner come on the scene to catch Bob Fassi in, or sorry, Bob Fassel, apparently red-handed as the screwdriver killer. And then after the credits, we find out Fassel has just been released because DNA evidence found at the scene proves that he wasn't the killer. And Doggett's refusing to believe that. So he brings Scully and Reyes in on this case to try and find evidence to keep the man behind bars that he is convinced was a serial killer. In the course of the investigation, they show that the DNA analysis was done correctly, but the DNA is similar enough to Fassel's that it's got to be a blood relative, which confuses them because he was an only child whose parents died at age 13. So as they're still digging and trying to explain it, Fassel is released, but we see that there's a bearded man who appears near him and encourages him to kill the people. And the bearded man appears to be the one who is actually responsible for the killings. As things progress, it's actually Reyes who figures out that Fassel is able to transform into the bearded man, almost like a split personality because he is so devoutly Catholic he can't deal with the sins that he has committed. And even though Doggett eventually sees that with his own eyes, shooting the bearded man and then pulling Fassel's body out of the water, he still has a hard time accepting it and writes it off as delusions because he'd gone 48 hours with, without sleep, he'd been stressed. The kind of thing a person would probably actually do in this situation rather than accept the paranormal. So it is an entertaining episode which has little or no contribution to the larger narrative aside from doing more character work and filling in some of the background that we have on Doggett. Now in terms of the cast and crew, this episode actually marks the 44th out of 46 episodes of the X-Files that are going to be written by John Scheiben. So we are getting close to the end of his tenure as a writer. This also marks Scheiben's directorial debut. So he will go on to direct a, a video, some Breaking Bad minisodes, and one episode of the Breaking Bad series, a few episodes of Better Call Saul. So his career is far from over, but because The X-Files was about to wrap for the first time, his contributions to The X-Files are almost done. Now Bob Fassel is played by W. Earl Brown. He is best known for his work in Deadwood, There's Something About Mary, Preacher, and Black Mass. He has 129 credits to his name, some of which are still in post-production. Lisa Dar plays attorney Jana Fain, the attorney who represented Fassel the first time and got him out the second time. She is best known for her work in Popular, Gods and Monsters, Assisted Living, and This is 40. She's got 89 acting credits to her name and is also still active today. Alan McCourt plays the bearded man who doesn't have a lot of lines or on-screen roles due to the nature of that part. 
He's got 32 acting credits to his name, most recently 2012. He is best known for his work in Frailty, Hollywood Homicide, 13, and Rounders. Now, Robert Curtis Brown is one of the highly recognizable stars here. He plays the assistant DA. He's got 167 acting credits to his name, some of which are still in post-production. He is best known for his work in The Handmaid's Tale, Dear White People, Training Places, and High School Musical 2, as far as the IMDb is concerned. He also played an assistant district attorney in Matlock. Paul Vincent O'Connor plays the prison warden who's sure that Bob Fassel is guilty of another murder, which was actually their first camera footage of the bearded man. He's got 32 acting credits to his name, most recently in 2017. He's best known for his work in Seabiscuit, Jag, Touch, and Law and Order LA. Now, Arthur J. Nascarella plays Doggett's old partner. He is best known for his work in The Sopranos, The Cooler, He Got Game, and Billions. He also worked with Robert Patrick in previous projects, and they were actually good friends. When they worked together in Copland, Robert Patrick copied his New York accent. And since he continued copying that New York accent for the X-Files, he actually helped to get Nascarella a job in the series. Carol Kiernan plays the mother, who is part of the family of victims, in those first few minutes of the episode. She's got 48 acting credits to her name, most recently in 2014. And she is best known for her work in The West Wing, Chicago Hope, ER, and Nip Tuck. Mary Margaret Lewis plays Mrs. Dowdy. She's got 68 acting credits to her name so far. She is also still active. She is best known for her work in Desperate Housewives, Cold Case, The Chicago 8, and St. Elsewhere. Now, Michael Patterson plays the father of the family that's killed in those first few minutes. He's got 18 acting credits to his name, most recently from 2008. He is best known for his work in Law & Order, Shoot Fighter, Fight to the Death, Fortunes, and this episode of The X-Files. Kelly McNair plays the teenage girl who's a family of the first victims. 23 acting credits to her name, most recently in 2014. She is best known for her work in Poseidon, Catch Me If You Can, Jag, and Fastlane. Aaron D. Spears has 58 acting credits to his name, including his role here as the guard. He is best known for his work in Being Mary Jane, The Bold and the Beautiful, Blue Hill Avenue, and Babel. And finally in our guest cast, Rick Garcia has 54 acting credits to his name, most recently in 2015. He is best known for his work in Collateral Damage, Nightcrawler, Tough Guys, and Fletch. This is actually his second appearance. In The X-Files, here he plays a reporter. He previously played a news anchor in Three of a Kind. So it's entirely possible that he was actually playing the same character in both of those episodes. So that's about all we have to say about Underneath. It is a nice piece of work with Doggett showing that he is still going to be the skeptic for a while. Still don't seem to figure out what Reyes is all about, right down to not even really having her in the first half of the episode. So she discovers important clues, but we still, I don't think, really get a feel for her thought process aside from being open to extreme possibilities. So she's making some of those intuitive leaps that Mulder used to make. 
In any event, that's everything we have to say about underneath. Join us again in two weeks' time when we discuss Improbable. Thank you for listening.